Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. I want to personally welcome you to my little podcast corner. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do through our time together today. Whether you're driving in traffic to work, out on a morning run, or sipping your coffee in a comfy chair, let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Hello, family. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just Talk with me, your host, Jillian Ahonen. I pray you are all well today. As I was praying through this message, the Holy Spirit kept putting this question on my heart. Why do so many believers get stuck when hardships hit? There are a ton of scriptures in the Bible that tells us we don't have to get stuck in any areas of our lives. We are more than conquerors, empowered with the Holy Spirit. So why does it seem like it's so hard to get back up and move forward when we've been hit by life? Or why do we stay stuck in areas of our lives, unable to take steps of faith? With God by our side and his spirit in us, we should be unstoppable. For my personal observation, one of the reasons my brothers and sisters get stuck from that continual forward motion is rooted from a lack of trust. As God's children, we have got to recognize the areas in our lives where we are struggling to trust God, realizing that faith and trust actually works together in order for us to keep moving forward regardless of what we have or are experiencing. When there's a lack of trust, we aren't going to believe what God is saying over what we're seeing and feeling, and we're going to really struggle to hear his lead. Too many are allowing life's hardships to have the upper hand, and the enemy is having a field day with us. He absolutely loves watching God's children get beat up by life and then get stuck, unable to run our race. Let's show him his games are over and get up no matter what. Amen? It's time to become so confidently rooted in trust that nothing can stop us from living by faith and running our race with strength and victory. Today, we're going to take a look at our faith life and whether or not we are really trusting God like we think or say we do. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 from the NLT version says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Here, we are clearly directed to trust God with all of our heart and to not depend on our human understanding. From there, we seek God in all things so we know the way to go. But if we aren't trusting God with our whole heart, instead leading to our human understanding, we won't go to God to get clear direction, especially when we're struggling. That's where we get stuck, and sometimes even believe God is holding out on us because our life just got hard. Be honest with yourself today, okay? Do you trust God with your whole heart, or do you find that your human understanding kicks in, fear, worry, and doubt consumes your mind, completely overriding trust? I think if you were to take an honest evaluation of your thought life, you're most likely caught up in what you see and feel, which is a real indicator that your whole heart is not trusting God. You're trusting your feelings instead. In short, you've trained yourself and your natural tendency is to lean to your human understanding. Family, can we get really honest today? Can we own some things in our personal lives and handle these kinds of straightforward conversations? Our spiritual growth and forward motion depends on our willingness to be gut-level honest. Can I tell you what I've personally witnessed from my family of faith over the years? I didn't hear you say no, so I'm going to pretend like you said yes. Please tell me. We say he's Lord of our life and that we trust him. 
We even call ourselves believers, but when hard times hit, we sound more like unbelievers than believers. Am I right? If we say we're believers, then what comes out of us when hard times hit should be words of faith, hope, and trust. But more often than not, it's fear, doubt, worry, defeat, and what I call the Yabba syndrome. You know what I'm talking about? When someone will give good, sound biblical encouragement and truth, and the following statement starts with Yabba. Things like, yeah, but you don't know what I've been through, or yeah, but you've had it easier, or yeah, but I don't have fill in the blank of what they feel they're lacking. The yeah, buts will always contradict God's truth. And as believers, we should really take an honest evaluation of what we're saying and believing because truthfully, there are absolutely no yeah, buts with God. You will never find a scripture that says in him and through him, we are more than conquerors, victors, empowered beyond our human capabilities with access to his unlimited resources and healing nature unless you had a harder setup, more devastation, less resources, not enough education. If that's the dialogue that's going on in your mind, how small is your God? I'll tell you, our God is the same God that fed the Israelites manna from heaven in the wilderness. He's the one who multiplies fish and loaves of bread. He's the one who positioned an orphan named Esther to save a nation. He says that we're empowered with the same mighty spirit that healed the sick and raised the dead. Oh my gosh, seriously, I could keep going. How can we call ourselves believers if we stop believing that God is who he says he is and lose sight of what we have in him and through him, wavering in faith as soon as the trial hits? We have got to get real. This reveals to us that we do not know what it looks like to live by faith and we're still living by what we see and feel. And again, we are not fully trusting God in all circumstances. When we trust God and lean into him for his understanding, we can remain steadfast in life no matter what we walk through. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. My heart trusts him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. When we are rooted in trust, joy is released in our lives. Trust also releases God's peace in our lives as we lean into him. We're strengthened for whatever we face. When we are secure in trusting him, we're not going to be consumed with worry. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Notice right there the key to God's perfect peace is through trust in our thought life. I have a very simple check-in that I do with myself. If I'm nervous, worried, and knocked out of peace, I look for the area that I'm not trusting God, and then I consciously choose to line my thoughts and my heart back up with His truth and put my trust in what He says over what I'm feeling or seeing. I have to make sure my thoughts are steadfast on what God says, not in what my feelings or circumstances are saying. Did you catch that? Faith and trust says, I believe God over what I'm seeing and feeling. And it's up to each of us individually to get ourselves on track. If we're consumed with worry, this reveals to us that we're operating in human understanding and not leaning to God. And we have to become aware of this. The truth is most of us spend more time relying on ourselves and our human understanding Even our human understanding of God, usually from a lack of reading his word, honestly. And then when life doesn't work out the way, listen to this. When life doesn't work out the way we thought it should look, we crash. When we go through hardships, our response and how we navigate through them is going to reveal to us if our trust is really rooted in God or if it's rooted in our life. Let me explain. If your trust is not rooted in God and you've relied more on your outward circumstances, what you're experiencing, your job, your feelings, your relationships, your church environment, when something in any given area of your life shakes in a negative way, you're going to shake with it. 
Oftentimes what will surface is a struggle to believe God is who he says he is and wonder why he's not showing up. This is going to reveal two things. We don't understand God's promises. We're probably going to talk about that another week. And the other thing it reveals is that we don't really trust him with our whole hearts. Bottom line, the truth is the raw, honest truth. Our faith is shallow. We are so easily consumed with what we see instead of what we know to be true about our God. We're called to live by faith, not by sight. Are you connecting with all of this? When your trust is rooted in God and your whole heart is synced with his, life can shake around you and you won't budge. This is what it looks like to be more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. You become so confident in him, you live fearlessly. If life scenarios have the power to take you out of faith and trust, and you have a habit of eyes off of Jesus to eyes on the situation, you have got to realize that it's quite possible your trust was never rooted in God in the first place. It was rooted in your life going well. Let's be real. I mean, seriously, how many times are we praising God, feeling all happy and giddy when life is comfortable, and as soon as that hardship hits, we can barely crawl our way through the day? We go from praise to, why, God? Why did you allow this? That is a whole other ball of wax we're going to tackle one of these days. But this type of response in hard situations shows us where we've put our trust. Truthfully, it's not that we're not trusting, period. It's that we've put our trust in life, which shakes instead of our unshakable God. There are leaders on platforms feeding us with messages that help us coddle our situation and tell us that God's going to make it all better for us instead of equipping us in truth to withstand the fires of life. We have got thousands of people calling themselves Christians, but few actually look like more than conquerors through the hardships of life. Yikes, right? We have got to take ownership of some hard-to-swallow truths in order to undo what's blocking us from moving through life as a victor, not a victim. Too many are led to believe that Christianity means God is going to always work things out the way we think he should instead of yielding to him and trusting that he is going to empower us to walk through whatever we face. When life doesn't work out the way we envisioned it, We believe a lie that says God didn't show up. This is not only wrong thinking, but also dangerous theology and not biblically accurate. Don't get me wrong. I believe in a miraculous God, and I have personally witnessed God show up in incredible ways. He has turned situations around. He has moved powerfully behind the scene. I have literally witnessed miracles, but my faith life is not hinged on everything turning out the way I think it should in order to trust my God. More often than not, the miracles I've experienced is God's power, peace, and strength showing up in me and through me and what's going on around me no longer phases me. Trust says, God is going to be with me no matter what, so no matter what I walk through, I won't lay down, I won't back down, I'm going to keep going. If we allow what we're feeling to override our faith, we get knocked out of that trust relationship and we get stuck from a forward motion. I know what the cycle looks like, okay? I am not coming from a high and mighty place as if I'm judging you and I've always had this all figured out. The only reason I can pin it is because I used to be in it. I really struggled to get back up when life smacked me in the face. I found myself wondering why God wasn't showing up or why he was allowing me to walk through so much pain and heartache. Like, God, you don't want that for me, right? I had a misunderstanding of what I have through God and underneath that, I wasn't trusting him with my whole heart, just parts of it. The Holy Spirit started to show me where my thoughts were consumed with my own understanding, fears, worry, and everything that my situation was saying, and I was not firmly rooting myself in what God says. When I started looking at all the thoughts that were flooding in my mind and how they were in complete opposition to the Word of God, I started to understand what the Bible is trying to relay to me about leaning on my human understanding. 
I had to come out of agreement with those humanistic thoughts that blocked me from seeing the path that God has for me or had for me, as well as where I was struggling to trust him. During the years I was a single mom with four kids under 10, I was really getting hit hard, not just with emotions that I've shared so much about. If you've followed me for any amount of time, read either one of my books, or even listened to the last two weeks of this podcast, you know I'm pretty transparent with the heart stuff. But in this season, I was really getting hit hard in many other ways. I was getting unfairly judged during that season instead of having people around me and recognize where I needed the hands and feet of Jesus, which, you know, God used it, but in the moment, it was not easy. I was in a financially scary place. I was working two jobs, managing my home, my kids, trying to anyway, with a few more added scenarios that popped up in my life. And honestly, it was just, it was really, really, really hard. I I will never forget this monumental turning point in my walk with God. I remember exactly where I was standing too, right next to the dishwasher in the kitchen. You know that place where you can find most of us moms at any given time during the day because it's like dishes are nonstop. (laughs) Anyway, I was ready to crumble. I was getting squeezed so hard by life. I was struggling to breathe. Seriously, I was definitely at one of those scary breaking points. Have you ever had one of those? I get you. I do. I know myself. I could have so easily collapsed and given into depression. I could have given into that inner dialogue that life is too hard and I just can't seem to get a break. And why does this have to happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? I'm trying to be faithful to you, God. Why does it seem like everyone else has the easier life and I'm over here struggling when all I'm doing is trying to honor and obey you? I could have so easily decided that this uneducated, poor, broken single mom was a victim to life and given to what my circumstances were feeding me. Here's what happened that day instead. God, I trust you. Whatever you need me to walk through, I'll go. I won't give up. I'm going to keep going. You are good and faithful, God. You work all things out. Even if I don't see it, I believe you. You've brought me this far and you won't leave me hanging. It's not who you are. You are the God of completion. Show me the way, Father. My heart is yours. I said this out loud through tears and with all of my heart, and I meant every word. And wow. I was filled with so much peace, joy, and strength. I literally felt like a rocket was ignited in me. And I'm not exaggerating. This was such a powerful moment where I learned what it means to declare God's truth over what I'm seeing and feeling, anchoring myself deeper in faith and trust. God's grace met me powerfully in that moment of full surrender and trust. I didn't wake up to change circumstances, but I changed and my circumstances didn't have the deciding factor of how I was going to feel or walk through my day anymore. I still had the same problems and the same scenarios to walk through, but I felt different inside. And people who did life with me in that season, they noticed. All of a sudden, I'm the one encouraging everyone. I didn't need encouraging anymore. I was already encouraged in the Lord every day, all day through my personal walk with him and the power of his Holy Spirit in me. I was even asked if I was a therapist or a counselor by strangers who overheard my conversations at the park when I was encouraging someone. I was praying and ministering, encouraging, and even giving biblical counsel to anyone who needed it, to anyone who God put on my path. I was readily available to be used at whatever capacity God had for me. And it wasn't just emotional and spiritual support that I was giving out. I was helping several people organize their homes, take back their health through healthier eating and fitness routines. I stopped crawling into church week after week for a fresh word. I didn't need it. His word became alive in me. I was living out what it looks like to freely give what I received straight from the throne room of grace. 
I'd experienced this way of life through difficulties before, but this felt like next level faith. Seriously, mind-blowing powerful. I had women crying at my teeny tiny kitchen table. Actually, the table wasn't even mine. I didn't own much furniture. And there I was comforting and encouraging and praying with them. And I'm not talking about people who had less than me or harder situations than mine. Not that comparing is ever a good idea, but these people that I was ministering to in this season were married with careers, owned their homes, lived in gated communities, had boats and vacation homes, and I slept on a couch off the kitchen. Hello, I wasn't wearing my situation anymore. I was wearing Christ. This life of trusting God is why I keep going no matter what. And believe me, there have been a lot more hits in my life. The devil picked the wrong person to mess with. I'm telling you. I'm not saying this arrogantly either. It's not me. It's God in me. And this empowered life where we go deeper in faith and trust is available to all of us who call ourselves believers. We should probably start living like we believe, don't you think? Think about it. Why did the Israelites get stuck in the wilderness for 40 years? Because they stopped trusting God and what they were feeling overrode their faith, even after witnessing all the miracles. They started comparing what they had to where they were, and they stayed in the wilderness. Many died there and never saw the promised land. Have you ever thought of that? Do you think that's what God's intention was, for them to get stuck and never see the promised land? Not at all. They got themselves stuck. This imagery of the Israelites in the wilderness is powerful, and we can look at it from so many different angles and glean from it. For me, God has used these passages to speak into my situation so many times over the years, and it's usually to show me where I need to step up to the plate and make some changes in my life by partnering with him. How often have you heard, or maybe even you've used this phrase, I'm just in a wilderness season, pray for me. And we sound more like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, completely defeated by life. Am I right? I want to point out something very valuable. The Israelites were led to the wilderness. The whole account is written in Exodus. They were tempted by their own sinful nature, complained, compared, forgot who their God was, lost sight of his promises, and got stuck. They stayed in their wilderness season, and many died there. And it wasn't God's fault. It was theirs. They stopped trusting God, and they didn't get to cross over to their destiny. Now let's fast forward to the next wilderness in the New Testament. Jesus was led to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. This account is found in Matthew chapter 4. He was starving after 40 days of fasting, and the devil appeared in his weak moment and tried to tempt Jesus away from his position and purpose. Jesus fought back with what? The truth. The word of God. The devil left him and angels attended to him. Jesus conquered the wilderness season through truth, and he is our model. We are not supposed to stay or get stuck in any wilderness seasons. We are supposed to overcome them by trusting God with our whole hearts and in faith declaring his word over what we're seeing and feeling. Too many are getting stuck and dropping out of their race because life got hard and it's all because of a lack of faith and trust. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego survived the fires of life because they trusted God. Esther risked her life to save the Jews because she trusted God with the position that he gave to her. Paul continued his mission despite being stoned and imprisoned because he trusted God. We have men and women all throughout scripture that did not have an easy life, yet because of faith and trust, they didn't drop out. These are the testimonies we read about and should be inspired by, yet somehow we can't get past our own feelings and don't connect with the truth that these men and women that were challenged in life put their faith and trust in the same God that is our God today. We can clearly see that trusting God doesn't mean everything gets easy. I'm going to give it to you straight. You are and will continue to face challenges on this side of heaven. So will I. 
Jesus said we will face hard times, but not to fear them. He's going to fill us with his peace. When we believe that God is who he says he is, faith and trust will always override what we're seeing and feeling. Trusting God releases his grace into our lives, empowering us to get back up no matter what. Trusting God with our whole heart and leaning to him in all things at all times, knowing who he is and that he's going to be with us, filling us with supernatural peace and strength to overcome any and every hard situation we will ever face on this height of heaven, keeps us in that constant forward motion. Because when we trust God, even though we go through the darkest valley, we won't be afraid. And when life gets hard, we know that no matter what that hard is, he uses it all and works all things together. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Romans 8, 28. You see, trust him knowing he will work everything together for your good and he's got a purpose to fulfill in you and through you. Make a decision today to lean into God and trust him with everything. Tune into his voice and ask him to show you the bigger picture so you can understand what he wants you to do. Hebrews 10, 35 says this. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that's promised. It's right there. Don't throw away your confident trust in the Lord because of what you're going through or what you have gone through. It's time to persevere so you can continue on with God's will for your life. If you're going through an overwhelming season in this moment, you do not need to crawl your way through it because greater is he that is in you than anything you will ever face in this life. He will not fail you and you will not fail. He is in you. You don't even have to wait for your situation or your feelings to change. You can move forward in faith and trust, believing no matter what you go through or what you have gone through, nothing can separate you from him. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's Romans 8, 37 through 39. It's time to renew your mind in truth and make a conscious decision to not let anything you're seeing or feeling take you away from trusting your heavenly father. Tell those anti-trusting God thoughts that are consuming your mind to be silenced in the name of Jesus and put your focus back on him, the author and perfecter of your faith. Turn your whole heart to him. He wants to move powerfully in you and through you today. He is for you. He is with you. His power and strength is within you. You are not a victim of your circumstances. You are a chosen child of God. You are filled with his power and presence. You have a destiny to fulfill. Trust him and faith forward. Father, I pray that each one of us takes an honest evaluation of the areas in our life where we're not trusting you and where we're stuck. Show us where our human understanding has knocked us off course and help us with your mighty power to get back up. We are choosing today to trust you with everything. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for joining me today. I'm believing the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now, for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to check out my newly released book. I'm really excited. It's called Ripple Effect, a transformational journey into God's heart that will change you from the inside out. It's available now on your favorite online bookstore, Amazon, or you can order a signed copy direct through my website, jillianahonan.com. 
Also, did you know that we have a ministry app where you can receive direct notifications for everything we have going on beyond this weekly podcast? Just search Jillian Ahonan Ministries in your app store and download it for free. And please, I'd love to see your face on social media. Connect with me on my public Facebook page or on Instagram. I hang out there daily. Don't forget to subscribe and come back next week for another episode of Not Just Talk. Hugs and blessings, family.